Blog Talk Radio. Entertainment Life on the Sasha Marina Show, a show about the entertainment and music industry, where you get to hear from the top and up-and-coming stars, from amateurs to professionals. They're all just working hard for success. This show is to give those the opportunity to speak about their talents and what they're doing to succeed in their dreams. And now, here's your host, Sasha Marina. 
Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, Sasha Marina, and you're tuned into the Sasha Marina Show. So, today I have a real cool guest. She's, I mean, she's currently a filmmaker, but this person has done possibly every other job in the behind the scenes in the, um, in the film industry, from production assistant to grip to gaffer, writer, assistant director, to executive producer, and now a filmmaker. Um, she has currently done a film that's called Outsmart that has been nominated um, at several film festivals and also one called Swalk. And, I mean, she's going to really talk about these films today because it's something that um, that she's been working hard towards and she's been also nominated in um, the Shock Film Festival that I've been covering this whole week that's taking place this weekend in Rally Studios in L.A. So without further ado, I'm going to have Don Cobalt on the show. Sasha. Hey, Don, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, thank you for your time, Don. So like I was men- mentioning to everybody else, uh, tell me a little bit of, let's start off a little bit knowing about you. How did you get involved in the whole um, industry at first? And so how have you come up to be where you are now as a filmmaker? Well, I didn't start out in film. I've been an artist all my life, so it's gone from uh, drawing, painting, graphic design, photography, and now filmmaking. So I've brought everything I've learned along the way into my filmmaking. And then my long list of uh, film credits, yes, I would try to get on any set I could get on and do any position I could to learn from everyone around me. Okay, so you pretty much went ahead and just did everything hands-on. I mean, and that's the best way. So you got all your knowledge from being behind the scenes? Yes, I did take a uh, course at the the New York Film Academy, but uh, the best knowledge I've ever gotten is on set. Okay, so um, let's talk about more about your current films right now. Speak to me about Outsmart, because I know you've been really trying to push that film, and you're actually doing an Indiegogo (laughs) campaign to go with it. Yes, we uh, we have a short. It's about a teenage boy that comes out smart to his parents, and it's a play on um, coming out gay. But we we put a twist to it and added some humor to this very serious subject, and um, we want to try to get it to as many uh, LGBT groups out there as possible. We're working with some PFLAG groups, some gay straight alliances. Um, some high mm-hmm. schools, and just trying to, to push it out there and get the conversations going. If we could um, maybe help someone come out and maybe put a little humor to this difficult situation, that's what we want to do. We want to get the conversation going. So our Indiegogo is to actually, because the film is done, but it is to like burn all these discs and mail them and print them and, and try to push uh, social media and our websites and stuff like that. Well, speaking of this subject, Don, and obviously it has become a very big subject in the past couple of years, um, not only is it about coming out, but you've actually chosen the character to be a young person, a young, uh, what is it, a teenager, correct? Yes, he plays about a 16-year-old, which is a really tough age exactly. for uh, teenagers yeah, to come out. And I have to uh, give props to all the young kids that are coming out nowadays at this age. It, it's a really scary thing. Uh, to do at that age. What what kind of courage do you do you think it takes for these kids to? I I feel like nowadays it's a, it's, a, it's somewhat 
easier. They, it, it's so it's not as frowned upon. You understand? I feel like it's easier for these kids to do it now uh, to come out because there's so much more support behind it. Do you feel that that's that's why they're it's, they're, they're more courageous? Well, you know what? It really all depends on where you live and the people around you. Um, like I'm in LA, which it's very accepted. Um, but if you're in the mid Western states, it's still frowned upon. So it takes a tremendous amount of courage, especially the younger you are, because you don't know if you're going to get kicked out of your house, how people are going to react mm-hmm. to you, you're going to lose your job. There's still places you can lose your job. Um, it, it's a scary thing. When you come out, I didn't come out until I was 30. So, um, mm-hmm. and that, it, was, it was still scary at 30. And you have to be prepared to lose everything around you when you do that. So you have to get to that kind of strength to actually tell people the truth about yourself and be ready to have them walk away or put you down or say a lot of the reactions that we created in this short. I worked with the writer Andrew Brian Smith on it, and we made sure that the reactions that he heard to coming out smart are the same kind of reactions you hear when you come out LGBT. Okay. But there is a, yeah, there's a is... lot of momentum. Oh, go ahead. Uh-huh. No, you go ahead. I'll finish your talk. <laughs> there is a lot of momentum with the marriages, uh, a little setback in Utah, but uh, hopefully maybe 10 years from now it, will, it, it won't even be a question. It will just be like, who are you with, and maybe a little more acceptable along those lines throughout the whole United States. I know this is mostly an interview about, you know, you and your filmmaking experience in your film, but since we've dipped into this subject, because you mm-hmm. mentioned something very um, important. You did not come out until the age of 30. How mm-hmm. how can, you know, it's so difficult for a person having to hide something. It's pretty much hiding who you are from everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, how That's, can you deal yeah. with that your whole life? And then, you know, and then at the, on top of it, when you've actually built up the courage to say, you know what, forget it, I'm coming out, still have to deal with the fact of being somewhat frowned upon. Um. Well, it is it is difficult, but it is the shield that a lot of LGBT people put in front of them. They they use pronouns. They watch what they say. It, it's it's that scary for the person to want to come out that they create this other world that they really believe is how they're being perceived. Um, you go to any length to create that facade, and. It's very taxing, and it takes a lot of energy and uh, time away from everything else when you could just be yourself. Um, mm-hmm. But it's still, it's still no matter what age, because there's people that don't come out until they're, like, in their 60s or 70s, I think it takes the same amount of courage at whatever age to actually, like, throw all that away, because you first have to, you have to let that go and then be mm-hmm. able to stand tall on your own two feet up to anybody, whether they're going to frown or not, and just just be proud of who you are. And I okay. I was lucky; I only lost maybe one friend through the whole thing. So, and it's it's it, we pretend to be in the closet, but everyone knows that's that's the exactly. truth of the matter. And, People, and, yeah. And just look at it this way. I mean, obviously, you you that made you realize around everybody that was around you at the moment, and who really you know, who cares for you, for who you are regardless, because that one person that you thought maybe you're probably better off without them, whoever it was that yeah, you lost. Yeah, 
Well, mm-hmm. that's, that's where you get to. You realize that if someone isn't, doesn't want to be my friend or doesn't love me anymore, doesn't want to be my family because of who I really am, do I really want to stay in that relationship and pretend? You, you realize mm-hmm. you didn't need them from the beginning and you're better off without having people around you that are, you know, talking stuff about you and your life and choices and all that stuff that we we do, again, bring up and outsmart. We, we bring up the lifestyle question and the religion and the choices mm-hmm. and, and all that, but we do it in a humorous way. Mm-hmm. And were you the screenwriter to this um, to this movie? No, no, no. I was working with uh, my screenwriter Andrew Brian Smith. He actually okay. had a a blog post where he had a little skit about this, and he came to me and said, "Can we make this a short?" And I really, I was like, "I love it. Let's do it." So, again, I worked with him on some of the stuff that people say to you when you tell mm-hmm. them, and he he incorporated incorporated it into the script. And there we go. Okay. All right. So, you know, I just wanted to cover that because sometimes you, mm-hmm. you know, you don't get it from from the first hand, and it's really important. Especially, I'm glad that you make it about about such a young age because, like you said, it's 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 more crucial at that age to to deal with. Um, mm-hmm. Now, let's talk a little bit more about Swap. Tell me, tell me more about this film and what it's all about. Well, this film, I, I love this little film. It's less than five minutes, but it's packed with emotion. And this, Outsmart is in Mockfest, playing tomorrow night, mm-hmm. just you know. And Walk is in Shockfest, playing Saturday okay. at 12 noon. Um, but actually how it started was there was a contest in London called 50 Kisses Films, and it was a, first it was a writing contest where the writers would submit two-page scripts and the top 50 got picked. And then filmmakers came in and picked their script that they wanted to do and to make and see if it would make it into the final film. And I was shooting Outsmart a couple of weeks after I found out about this contest. But I was reading a lot of the scripts. And SWOC, I recognize that title from knowing um, that acronym from long ago. And and then I read the script, and it just it, I, I loved it. I just fell in love with it. So I was like, well, if everything comes together, I'll make it. And I already when I was reading it, I knew the actors I wanted. I wanted Will, and I wanted Jamila. And I was like, if they can do it, I'll move on. And they both said yes. And then I needed to find a coffin because there's a coffin in it, even though it's like a love story. And uh-huh. my my producer Jerry Lovell, he, I put him on it, and he got me a coffin. And my friend Nazli said, sure, you can shoot in my house. She didn't mind having a coffin in her living room. And uh, so everything fell together, and that's the way the whole thing went. Everything just fell right into place. We shot it in six hours. I had to have it edited. Uh, there was a lot of after effects in it, even though you don't, there's no special effects. We just had to clean up some stuff and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I had to get, uh, I got custom music made to it, uh, a piano in there. And everything done and sent in 24 days, and we made the deadline. And I do believe we are in the final film for the 50 Kisses films. Wow. So um, I know you've gotten some recognition in film festivals worldwide. I say worldwide because you have been exhibited at London, right? In London. Um, um, Sorry, the in London I was in for a Ace's High music video that uh, I did a few years ago. Okay. 
Okay. So but, you did, um, what was your involvement with the music video? Was you a director or? Yeah, I was director and producer on that too. Um, but oh. Outsmart is going to be playing in Melbourne in the uh, Melbourne Queer Festival. So I'm oh. hoping SWAC also. SWAC in London will be part of a, a full-length feature, but the short, which is mine totally, I'm hoping to make that international to them. I'm still pushing it in the festival circuit. Okay. Um, I know Outsmart has already won um, one of its nominations, right, with the jury prize and the California Awards? Yeah, the California Awards, we Outsmart won the jury grand prize and SWAC won best director. So we're doing good okay. on both both shorts. So you have decided to release these two shorts in the same year. What a load of work was that for you? <laughs> uh, a lot of work. Um, <laughs> there's there's so much more to it than people realize that aren't in the industry with the festivals and the posters and the postcards and the social mm-hmm. media and uh, the PR and everything that's involved after you're done shooting. We I shot these both a year ago and just now we're we're starting up on the film circuit. And in the meantime, I shot another short, and I'm also getting ready to prep a feature, um, again, with the same writer, Andrew, uh, called Victimless Crimes. So I, I'm keeping really busy with all the film stuff, but that's the way I like it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's your life. If, if you don't do that, then what else can you do, you know? Um, yeah. I feel that right. it's so much <laughs> it, – I feel like it's so much more work Actually, putting the 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 pre-production and the post-production is probably like the least fun of it all. I feel like it actually the production part of it is the most fun. You know, what I mean, I've never been part of the pre or post. You know, I'm always mm. mostly part of the cast. But I know that that load of work for you guys must uh, be the worst. Do you? Which do you say that is the most difficult um, of the production process for a film? Um, uh, it's also different, but I do agree with you, uh, on set is the best. <laughs> um, the most difficult, I would probably have to say is maybe the editing process because, mm-hmm. um, like they say, a, a movie is, you know, written three times, you got the script, you got what happened on set, and then you got what you have. And to mm-hmm. make that work, there, there's a lot of decisions in that and, you want to feel like you're making the right ones. And Lake Outsmart had seven versions to it until we got it right. And I actually I actually had a consulting editor help me through it, Mark Danshaw, and uh, he really, really pushed me to get it to what it is here. But I would say out of all the pre and post, probably editing. Everything else is pretty good. I love pre. I like to be very prepared. That way when we get on set, we're in, we're out. Um I have my shot list. Um, sometimes I rehearse, sometimes I don't. It depends on the time restraints. And uh, but post does drag a little bit. With it's so time consuming, uh, the, the editing process, and people don't realize that sometimes. And they're like, "Oh, do you have it done yet?" And you're like, "It's still in the you know sixth version, and we want to get it just right." So I'd rather uh-huh. take a little more time, make it as perfect as we can make it and then put it out then try to hurry up through it yeah um before you mentioned the burdens i was going to ask you you know what what obstacles um did you face in in the making of these two productions 
Um, let's see. In SWAC, I was fighting the clock. That was the biggest obstacle. Like I said, I had a deadline. And, again, mm-hmm. two weeks after we shot SWAC, I had to shoot out smart. So not only was mm-hmm. I in post-production for SWAC, I was in pre-production for OutSmart. So a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of juggling. Um, So the time restraint on SWAC, I think, was the biggest thing. On OutSmart, hmm, to think about the biggest hurdle. I don't know. It went pretty smooth through the whole process. Um, I didn't really have anything that stands out. Again, it took a little bit of time, but everything did fall into place eventually. So I was lucky with that one. How did you go about the casting process for Outsmart? Um, well, I always like to use a casting director. It it takes so much off of me that, uh, I mean, that's her job. Her name's Cambria Hankin, and she brought in people, and actually the son who is nominated uh, in Mockfest, Andreas, he, she called him and said, I want you to come in here and read for this. And he was driving around somewhere, so he just came in and he read. But uh, I find having a casting director is key to any kind of casting. They, they'll bring you people that you didn't even think you might want for the part. Um, for instance, I have another short that I'm working on for Funny or Die, uh, Shaky Footage, but I had a mm-hmm. casting on that, and she brought in some people that I didn't even think, and it it was phenomenal. So it, having a really good casting director is key to the casting process. I know, I know how that how that works because I actually interned at a at a casting office over there, and they um, build dance casting. Mm. And let me tell you that the people that we would find for for the certain roles. There was people on that I thought that weren't even that wouldn't even be actors. If I saw them in the street, I would have never imagined. <laughs> it was, you know, like the quirky ones, the nerdy ones, mm-hmm. the ones that are just like aki looking, or the ones that look like the western type. You you think you're like, whoa, like I would have never thought, you know, because people have this right. stereotypical thing in their mind where like we think that the only actors are the ones that we might see on TV, the ones that look all polished all the time, and you know, and it's not true. Right, right. There's so much talent out there. Yeah, Yeah, there's so much talent that you you can find talent. And even for the up-and-coming filmmakers that don't have a budget, people will work with you. Just ask them. Just ask them, but be sure to get them a copy of the work when it's all said and done because that doesn't happen a lot. So just ask them to work for free, be upfront about it, and then get them the product when it's all done. Definitely, definitely. So, Don, um, let's talk about where people can see your your work, your website, and okay. so forth. Well, I have a um, Facebook page. I have a Don Cobalt Facebook page, but I also have a Future View Entertainment page. That's my production company. And um, I do have a YouTube channel under Future View Films. And, but I'm not okay. posting OutSmart or Swalk Live yet because we are doing the festivals, and I'm waiting until we're done with that, and then we'll put those up. But if you want updates on where you can see them and what's going on with them, you can. Facebook would probably be the best at uh, either Future View Entertainment, Future View is one word, or Don mm-hmm. Cobalt. Okay. 
And, then, and so people not, could see the trailer. People could see the Outmunch uh, trailer mm-hmm. in the in the website, though, right? Oh yes, I'm sorry. There is a outsmartmovie.com, and everything for Outsmarts there. We have the trailer. We have updates on the festivals. We have information about cast and crew. We have some T-shirts you can buy. Uh, uh, we also have uh, interaction where you can comment and, and we'll comment back to start the conversation rolling again. And then also you can see the trailer on our Indiegogo uh, campaign again, just punching out smart. And you'll see a, we made some really cool rewards. You can get your face on a magazine that we had on set. You can get some ringtones. You can get... Uh, a uh, reading from a scene from another script. I'm working with the same writer called Hayes Code, um, and we're working on prepping that. And that's a timepiece set in 1934 um, where they're trying to get a gay novel to a feature film, but back then they had the Hayes Code. And no, 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 you can't do anything gay on the film. So we're working on that feature mm-hmm. also. But you, you can get a little snippet of that on one of our rewards on the Indiegogo campaign. You know, um, before I forget, Don, I actually figured, I don't know if you've heard of um, Outsmart Magazine. They're located I in Houston, heard Texas. Of okay, so, you know, because I was, I was doing some more research on, on, you know, on Outsmart and stuff like that, and that popped up. So if I, mm-hmm. you know, I just kind of remembered, and you should really look into that and featuring the actual film because it just happens to have the same name. <laughs> I know. So, we, we and are still, yeah, we're still uh-huh. working on the PR for everything. And, uh, okay. Uh, that's one of the things we are going to reach out to them also. Yeah, yeah, because they, they dedicate themselves to uh, LGBT too, so that's pretty much the whole point of the magazine. So I thought that, that would be interesting for you to actually, you know, at least do a little article on your channel. Okay, so Don, I'd like to thank you so much for your time today, and I wish you luck this weekend with um, your screenings and so forth. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time, man. I mean, good luck. I'm, I'm sure that um, your upcoming projects will be pretty successful. And keep me posted. Well, as soon as I have, yeah, I was going to say, as soon as I have some done, I will let you know. We can talk again. Perfect. Okay, Don, so thank you so much, and good luck. Thank you very much. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Make sure to check out altsmart.com, everyone. All right, so thank you so much for tuning in, and bye-bye.
don't call no more cause I'm in love Is it crazy that I keep your shirt right here just to smell your cologne? Damn, that's so crazy I do what I do. 